Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Hey, Jess. I am doing good. We are having like a nice little therapy session today. Um, Gotta tell you, episode seven, text, lies, and videotape. That was the ultimate catfish that I've ever did see. I was expecting, okay, a text. Every single time I say it, I say sex. But text, What I guess, was there text? I don't know. Lies? Barely. The videotape was not a sex tape. Like, this is, like, such a catfish, yeah. this episode. Yeah, they really did get us. It was, like, one of those ones where, by, based on the title, you're like, oh, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be drama, intrigue, yeah. like, yeah. revelations. Right. No, this, honestly, it's so funny because I didn't have time to rewatch this week. I usually watch the episodes twice. Yeah. Um, but I only watched this one once. And when I went back to, like, remember what this episode was about, honestly, completely complete blank when I actually like reread the plot to remember I was like oh yeah so like pretty much nothing happens this episode <laughs> yeah so I mean to be fair it okay so like the thing is like I do think that like things happened 
this episode, but it's not really like like it's not like it's podcast worthy right because it's kind of like it's kind of a slow burn and I say that because there's a lot of interesting things that happen but nothing really to fully like drive the plot forward but also I mean like so like the main three things I'm thinking of is like Dawson's therapy you know it's interesting to me that is interesting to the masses probably not like you know that it's not like it's not a I don't know like a shipping type of thing there's no yeah. like, relationship to me who's somebody who as we've talked about a lot has gone through therapy the content to me is interesting the next point is like Joey and her class and trying to like figure out this mystery once again it's interesting but it has nothing to do with the overall plot. And yeah. also, um, I don't know, to the average like teenage viewer that would be watching this show back in the day, probably not interesting. I mean, to me, it's interesting in general, but not super interesting. What else happened? Pacey and his like little love triangle. The thing is, is like, who freaking cares <laughs> about, about Karen? Karen and the chef? Like, literally, no one cares about Karen and the chef. I would say, like, even the Joey plot line, I truly couldn't have cared less about the Joey plot line. Like, to yeah. me, it's 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 like it's pretty much the most boring plot line you could write for a college story. I guess so. I mean, like, like I said, in if you want to generalize it, I do think me personally a person like I think like if I was entranced in this project myself I would find it interesting because you get letters you don't know who these letters to are to Mm -hmm. the most interesting thing to me personally was Audrey talking to herself in the real world of Biza of course Audrey is the most like interesting part of this episode right that was like, interesting yeah, yeah. Um, but I just think like when you think about who the show is targeting like who its audience is it's college kids probably you know it's high school yeah, kids team, it's college yeah, kids exactly. it's, it's young people and so like the young people don't give a flying fuck about Joey's project right they're <laughs> sitting there either being like okay, are Joey and Dawson finally going to, like, get together? Or they're thinking, like, is Professor Wilder going to, like, put the moves on Joey? Right. Like, those are literally the two things going to mind. In Hot Professor. Now, mm-hmm. one thing that I kind of do, because, like, now we're getting, like, vibes with our people. And maybe it's because we're so thirsty for something to happen in regarding with love or relationships. I was getting... I'm still getting like Joey Professor vibes. Like I think that she's developing like a little bit of a crush on him. Um, I'm getting obviously Pacey Karen vibes. Like Pacey likes Karen. Karen kind of likes Pacey, but likes Danny better, the chef better. And then most interestingly, is it just me or were you getting Dawson Jen vibes this episode? Um... Actually, it's funny. I really wasn't getting like romantic vibes from them. I was definitely getting more like I really appreciated that they paired them up again because I think like that duo is pretty underrated in terms of um, how good they are for each other. And I don't mean romantically. I mean, like, I think Jen understands what Dawson is going through 
and is really able to like connect with him on it more than most. And mm-hmm. I think that happens a lot with those two. And so I guess I, I would say I wasn't getting romantic vibes. I was getting more platonic friendship vibes. Mm-hmm. They are both in um, intellectually like or emotionally mature and mm-hmm. like almost the same level, which is ironic saying that from Dawson. But I mean, I think that in the last year or two that he's definitely grown. But I think that it's weird because it's like, why would I think it, 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 what ultimately it comes down to is like, there is, I think that Dawson feels most comfortable with Jen these days. And I think that they are going down memory lane in some ways and saying like, why didn't it work? Like, how could it have not worked? I think that Jen on her radio show, which God, I didn't know that she had a radio show, but sure. She's a, on the radio this show. Is, now. See, that's the other thing. It just feels like, what, like, <laughs> like when did when? that happen? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So now Jen has a radio show on Charlie's radio station like, mm-hmm. why would she bring up, like, oh, there is a time where, like, he – we were at a lake and he saw, like, nothing about me at all or, like, not like barely anything of me like or, or all of me, rather. Oh, yeah. That was – okay. That uh, – see, to me, that felt, like, very weird to put in this episode. Like, it felt – it felt very – that is the one moment, I agree, felt l- – more than platonic because they even like flash back to it and I was like why are we doing this that's what I'm saying that's the vibes and like Dawson chuckling to himself where I mean they flash back to a time where they were Uh, I'm trying to remember what happened then because was it not like didn't Jen reject him or something in the lake yeah like it was weird because they weren't they weren't together like uh Dawson had wanted to do something like reckless and like oh like that no. was the that was like I just want to be a teenager episode yeah yeah and so Jen was like let's do it um and then this was short hair Jen was, so like she right. they were never dating when he, she had that short hair right and then he was like I want to be reckless like let's just make out and then she was like definitely not and we yeah, were kind no of thanks. like Jen like what do you expect your skinny dipping in the lake like what like obviously Dawson was like getting romantic vibes but once again it's I mean that's what I was thinking I was thinking like okay maybe they're both thinking like they're both single they both don't really have a lot going on they're both kind of disconnected from all of their friends around her Jen with Jack and Dawson with Joey and Pacey Like, they have each other, and then when you have each other, you find comfort in each other in more than one way. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, like, overall, it didn't, like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, the the vibes of the episode were just weird. Like, it didn't, it just, like you said, it doesn't make sense to plunk that, like, Jen and Dawson storyline in here out of nowhere. Like, I don't really care what's going on with Pacey and Joey. Like, literally, like you said, Audrey is the only character where I'm, like, interested in what is happening to her this episode. Yeah. And she gets, like, such a small storyline. But... Right. I, I, I mean, and once again, I mean, like, I have to, like, I have to say, like, it, individually, things are, like, kind of interesting. Like, I'm never going to... But it's, it's not fun. I think, that's like, the that's thing. It's not it fun. And not that's fun. what the show should be. It should um, be fun. But yeah, it, let's, an episode called Text, Lies, and Videotape should 
should yeah the marketing was fun. off um, yeah, yeah but yeah Did let's cover season five episode seven uh text lies and videotape where where we start off in boston we have jen and dawson like drinking some coffee um jen is waiting with dawson because he has his therapy appointment and this time he doesn't want to like ditch you know he's supposed to be like sitting there and so jen is going with him to make sure he goes in um and they start chatting about like therapy and like what what he's supposed to do when he gets in there this feels like a very 90s conversation sarah because i don't you i think, think so yes because I think back then going the idea of going to therapy was so like big and intimidating and like rare um or at least it wasn't ever discussed whereas now I feel like people are much more like yes go to therapy it's wonderful like people don't call their therapists shrinks anymore you know (laughs) what I mean I I mean Um, I do agree with you however I think that um, the feeling of I don't think that people see it as like only quote unquote crazy people and that's not my words like yeah. that's just like the stereotype of the time go to therapy but I do think that the push um, for somebody who has not gone to therapy before or in a very long time but needs to go but there's a self stubbornness and resistance to not wanting to go because of the unknown. I think that that's still very real. That for sure. I totally agree with that. It's more of the philosophy around therapy on, on this episode that feels very, very Mm -hmm. dated. Um, And I I do love Jen saying 90% of people on this earth will benefit from a little honest to goodness time on the couch. And then Dawson asks like, wait, you laid on a couch? And she's like, yeah, it wasn't very comfortable. Like Tom Frost's office was like very Danish. And so she says, I predict that Rachel Weir is going to be so much warmer. She's probably going to have a spider plant in the window. I I kind of love the thought of um, just talking about what they think that like their therapists are going to be. Like I always refer to like my therapist, like, by first name and I'm like blank blank like really went off today like she was like doing so well I think it's yeah. just funny um you have you ever physically gone no I've only ever had tele telehealth like therapy appointments right. so I've only ever done over video but yeah I've, obviously I, I've noticed like the background in my therapy did they have videos, a couch you know? um so she had two different setups. I'm going to assume one was like a home office and one was like her her regular office. Um, I could spy a couch in the background of one of her setups, but not in the other. Um, again, I don't know if she I assume that she also does in person, but mm-hmm. um, I always did telehealth. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've never been on a couch uh, it feels I, really weird to me the idea of laying down laying and down. like not making eye contact with who you're talking well, to is kind I of weird to me. Making eye on eye contact, a lot of anxious people don't like to make eye contact. No, it's more of like the the idea of like because laying down and like looking up and not looking at the person you're talking to feels very similar. Like if you were to like sit backwards on the couch and like face the wall while you're talking, yeah. like it just seems really strange to me. But well, I think it's like. I think the idea is like, oh, be as comfortable as you can so that you yeah. can open up how you feel like is appropriate for you. Like I, um, I, the, when I went to therapy, um, uh, in person, it was like this like big leather lounger 
chair oh. with like a leather ottoman. It was very comfortable. Wow. Yep. Oh. Yep. 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 But yeah. And so, uh, they're talking about this whole thing and like Dawson's like, Oh, you don't feel like ridiculous. Like talking about all your problems to a stranger. And this is when we find out Jen has a radio show that like, we didn't know about this is news to us. And like, apparently him and Graham's are like the only ones who listen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So we saw Jen on Charlie's radio show once so I maybe she take it over. Like what, what is the deal here? Uh, maybe this is like collateral for Charlie being like a rat, but, or Charlie's boss heard her on Charlie's radio show was like, you're on star or, or like on air talent. We have to have you like, please come and do your own show. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, she has a radio show. It's very, um, like my, my, the first university that I went to, had a student run radio program where you were able to like go and sign up and mm-hmm. have like booth time and i oh, interesting. always had you were able to see how many people were listening and it was like always like four people you like, who are you <laughs> like, yeah who are the four people listening to this that's funny that they were like prisoners oh my god (laughs) like how somehow the prisoners had like access to radio (laughs) i don't know i don't know but whoever you were back in the day and you were able to like play music yeah and it was very cool i was wow i know that was my podcasting career before my podcasting there you go that's where you started it's what started it all (laughs) that's where it started (laughs) um so then we're back and we're in Joey's dorm and she's like busy studying. Audrey comes in. She has this like, I mean, now it's super dated at the time. It was very high tech, um, like video camera. Uh, and she's just like, she's like slamming the door in like this guy's face. Like, love ya. Mean it. Really? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. I love how she says, why does your uh, cool or film guy get to be what is she tom cruise oh yeah she calls him tom cruise yeah she says your film geek looks like tom cruise the one that worships me looks like the kid who doesn't want to go to the dance in 16 candles (laughs) that's very funny i think is that ducky i'm pretty sure it's ducky yeah it's very creepy because as we all know i mean katie holmes and tom cruise was quite the item yes yes it is kind of wild and like also dawson looks absolutely nothing like tom Tom cruise Cruise. yeah yeah um i i don't think that they were i was looking up uh katie holmes's and tom cruise's relationship not too long ago oh they definitely were not dating timeline yeah yeah i don't think they were definitely not they got married in like 2006 i think or something like that so it wasn't that far away yeah in terms of dating i don't think that they were dating quite yet maybe that they maybe they met each other at like some hollywood party at this yeah. point um oh yeah it's very weird i heard that um this is like such a sidebar conversation but apparently in scientology you have to like give birth in allegedly um in like extreme silence what and apparently they were Katie Holmes gave birth to Surrey Cruz in like silence, like you can't make a peep. Because even like, when you're the one giving birth, you're not allowed to make noise. Yeah, because I think like the baby has to come in in like a calm setting and like scream. I would or... like someone to push like nine pounds of whatever 
out a tiny hole and not scream. That's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, Scientology giving birth in silence. The concept of silent birth is mandatory practice in uh, Scientology doctrine. It's based upon the principle that expected mothers must be provided the utmost care and respect. In Hubbard's words, everyone must learn to say nothing with the expected mother hearing using labor and delivery. So everybody around her has to be silent. Oh, does she have to be silent? You would you would think um that is very strange yeah I mean, there's several a lot of stories things. reported that katie holmes would not be able to make any noise whatsoever during birth and the and that tom cruise even had a special pacifier made for her to keep her quiet he put a pacifier in her mouth allegedly but tom cruise says that neither claims are true yeah right tom cruise yeah right I don't know. Isn't that very weird? That is super weird. I mean, there's a lot of weird shit in Scientology, but that is really fucking weird. Allegedly. I mean, it's no, it's not allegedly weird. It's actually weird. Allegedly. (laughs) Story Cruz was born in 2006. So when did Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes get married? Um, and and I'm saying this because this is not so far after what here. Yeah, no, it's not. I mean, it's not really like this is in 20, yeah. 2002 okay. so that this Katie is Holmes being... was okay. This was in 2002. Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes got married in 2006. I was right. Seven months after Surrey was born. So Katie Holmes was 28 when she gave birth, uh, when she married Tom Cruise. Okay. So like, they're probably dating like literally like the last season or right after the last season. Probably. The they're probably like, he's probably already creeping on her at this Ugh. point. Ugh. because he chose katie holmes specifically because she was like the good girl yeah well good girls are silent when they give birth i guess allegedly okay let's move on allegedly. um so uh so yeah so audrey says that she had to like practically sleep with this guy to get his camera because yeah. she's making a audition tape for the real world Ibiza. I love it. Go. Storyline is wonderful. Yeah. I was. Um, a, I think real world is the first reality show that I ever watched. Even before Survivor. Or maybe mm-hmm. around the same time as Survivor. My first season was new. Uh, new uh, real world New Orleans. I was a huge. I was obsessed with it. It mm-hmm. was. And I watched real world for many seasons after and like i wasn't really into road rules i really liked um real world road rules challenge which is now yes. called the challenge and the only reason why is because you got to see the the real world people again yeah no i'm with you i watched real world for a long time i want to say i started with like real world austin or something like that like i it took me a long time to watch um the real world like I wasn't I was probably a teenager by the time I started watching it because we didn't have um MTV for the longest time growing up we didn't get Mm -hmm. it until I was a little older um Mm -hmm. but then I went back and I watched like a lot of the uh a lot of the um older seasons but yeah Yeah. I loved the real world and I loved the challenge and like you said I wasn't I never watched the uh, road rules but I the reason I watched the challenge is because you got to see them all again and it was like this really exciting competition and obviously the real world like the idea of living with strangers now is like okay who cares um but back in the day like it was 
yeah it was it was like a big it was a game changer yeah and they they really did try to it, it was kind of like oh let's get this like texan gun toting meat eater and let's pair them with like a vegan from california like that's kind of like a vegan hippie from california that was kind of you know what they did and they had to the the funniest thing was that like not only like did were they allowed to like party because they could leave the house they were yeah it's not like big brother but like they could like party and whatever but then like they all had to get fucking a job as well oh they always had to have these jobs and they would always end up like over like sleeping because they were hung over <laughs> and then they would miss the jobs why did they have to get a job like because like- this was like the way it worked i mean now i'm sure like i think they probably changed that along the way actually i wonder if my first season was san diego now that i'm looking back at the different casts i'm trying yeah. to figure out i definitely remember going back and watching las vegas because i remember that um there was like crazy shenanigans from real world vegas Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I mean it's in Vegas. Was it Jan- put- Janelle or whatever her name was? There was like okay. a girl that was really um like notorious for or Trishel, Trishel. Sorry. Oh yeah, Trishel. I thought that that's where you were leaning. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, it's very funny that Audrey is trying to get on she the show, would be great. and she's like, "Do I go for Vamp, Vixen, or All Out Slut?" <laughs> Um, and then it's like, instead of exploring this amazing storyline, we have to go back to Joey's boring storyline where she's like reading through all this stuff for this Rose Lazare project. They have a meeting and Audrey is like, girl, you're not focusing on the right aspect. Like who gives a shit about these books? You have to figure out what you're going to wear. Uh, she starts like going through her closet and I'm like, Audrey, I think you need to like ditch Joey's closet and go into your own closet yeah, for this. I mean, you know? very, very true. I, enough cardigans for Joey. She needs something a little bit interesting. Yeah. Not that I mean, Audrey's sweater in this is like very peculiar. I really hate Audrey's sweater. It's so strange. It's like black with these red patterns and designs. It's like a turtleneck, but like what is this design supposed to be? It looks like a a nintendo it looks like a nintendo controller oh i I know which one i'm talking about um yes i do pretending like i actually know what nintendo is okay it's nintendo exactly i don't even know what it is nintendo like nutella (laughs) whatever um yeah it looks like the snes or the nes sure i've never had a video game system so i really really don't know it's wild I don't. I've never had a Did game. Did you boy. even grow up in the nineties? Um, I wasn't allowed to have it. I had. To, I had to go outside and play with sticks and like crayons. Play with sticks. <laughs> I um, did. They didn't want know. me to have video game systems. I couldn't even get a razor scooter. I loved my razor scooter. Aren't you lucky? I got. I had a one with scooter. blue wheels. I remember. Now they have scooters that are like literally like electric. Like they they're powered. I definitely wouldn't have been allowed to have that. I'm so jealous. They're so expensive. I don't know why I looked this up, but they came up on my like Amazon deals, and yeah. I was like, oh bitch. For some reason, I was just picturing myself like fucking scooting around the neighborhood for zero reason, but. I, you know what I thought it. they'd be good for my parents for the camp like you just scoot around you know a good way to get the dog some exercise <laughs> anyway go for it um but yeah Joey is doesn't even want to like have the fun of picking up the outfit she's just like oh everyone else is a junior or senior they're all so smart blah 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 and Audrey is just like um please your teacher invited you because you're like gorgeous and he's a teacher 
And she, so she is like thinking, yeah, Professor Wilder obviously has a crush on you. And Joey's just like, um, no, like that's not true. Um, what, what are your vibes right now? Because like nothing has happened. And I had mentioned this at the beginning of the season that I was like, oh, anytime we get a hot professor, I'm like worried that something's going to happen. I think that what could happen, which I think might even be more interesting than, um, a mutual feeling type of thing is if Joey develops a crush on Professor Wilder, but then plot twist Professor Wilder is like, whoa, like this is just strictly a student teacher. Oh, would love to see that. And I think that that would like really embarrass Joey, but I think that's very realistic for kids or teenagers to develop crushes on their teachers or their professors. Like I had, I remember senior year of high school I had a very big crush on my English teacher and it, it was like innocent enough because I was 18 17 years old and he was I don't know 30 cent. he didn't give me the time of day but yeah. I was very infatuated with him I thought that he was very attractive that's why I started crossing my sevens and my z's so that I would impress him because he did it so then I was like, oh, you're like he does like, it. This professor is going to look at my paper. It's a teacher. See, he's a teacher. See all of my sevens and crossed. Yeah. And he's, cro- he's going to be like, that wow. Sarah Ferguson. Yeah. She is so impressive. <laughs> exactly. But that's how you think when you're like a kid, you know? So that's why I started crossing my sevens and Zs because he did. I wanted to impress him. I was... Wow. Very infatuated with him. Nothing ever came of it because he, like I said, he didn't give me the time of day, but I had a big crush on him. Yeah. Mr. Well, Wilson, we'll... shout you out. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Mr. Wilson crosses the sevens and Z's. Uh, we'll see what happens with Joey. Oh, and you might hear something crazy. Uh, always, yes. Okay. Allegedly, Mr. Oh, Wilson and the art teacher had an affair and Woo! they were both married. Oh, we had people like that in our school where we were like, they were like BFFs and I was, mm-hmm. and they were like, there it was like platonic, but yeah. we're like, mm, you're both married, but like you both want to do each other. Yeah. Um, no, but like it actually happened. It was the, ma- he was a math teacher slash like football coach. And it was yeah. the history teacher that were like, mm? wow. Uh-huh. Um, so then we're at the restaurant and Pacey is trying to master these mushroom duck creeps, which truly sounds disgusting. Yeah, gross. Are you pro mushroom? No, I hate mushrooms. Yeah, I don't eat mushrooms. They're slime balls. Who wants that? Yeah, and then I don't. I'm sorry, but like I just won't eat duck. I know it's like so close to chicken, but I just won't do it. I don't know that I've ever had duck. Um, I won't I'm not do opposed. It. To I won't it. do it just out of principle. I don't want to like eat ducks. duck. Yeah, they're just like innocent out there i mean so are chickens chickens are innocent yeah Yeah, so i and i is it because they're cuter you could say it's because they're cuter i just like you know i'm not going after i'm not going to eat a rabbit i don't want to eat deer i don't want to eat duck okay like i just don't want i don't want any part of it um and also like i don't know why everybody's so obsessed with crepes they're just skinny pancakes Oh my god! There's literally a restaurant in Vermont called the Skinny Pancake, and they is serve it just like a crepe restaurant. Yeah, they serve crepes and oh, they serve well, like, like but they're it's really good. Like they serve like it depends. Like they serve like savory, they serve sweet, like they serve yeah. all different types of crepes, and it's really really good. I don't understand why you want like a skinny pancake because it's it's just like because a chunky pancake can be kind of like heavy. 
Okay. And so when you think about like a crepe as like the bread to a sandwich instead, it kind of makes sense. I guess. So he's making these duck crepes and yeah. it's kind of like um, Danny's being a drill sergeant. And he has to keep making duck crepes. Yeah. It's the same um, thing as the potatoes. Them. Yeah, yes. because they have this big party coming up, this big anniversary for the restaurant. 300 people are coming. Damn. And it's a big deal. Um, and so Pacey has to be prepared because Danny's going to have to be, like, walking around and, like, thanking donors and whatever else. And so he's going to need Pacey to be, like, the person doing all this shit behind the scenes. Um and so, like, Karen comes in and they're chatting all about this, like, upcoming party. And, like, Pacey is noticing, like, because before they were always very snippy with each other. Like, literally, yeah. that was how they always were. But Pacey's now noticing, like, oh, there's more of, like, this, like, flirty, like, closeness between yeah. them. I wonder if it's a perspective change. Like, oh, when you first see it, like, you think that they're just, they just hate each other. But now that you have this extra knowledge of context and layer of yeah. context if it's like oh like now i see it and i see that they're just flirting with each other all the time yeah and pc like pc does this on purpose where like while karen is there he asks like oh is your wife gonna be here and he's like no yeah. she can't make it um and uh and yeah it's like very interesting that pc is like very much he's like poking a little bit um absolutely he's being very i would say it's kind of like a let it's he's it's it's he's asking probing questions that he knows the answer to just to like kind of be like yeah like you both are being assholes yeah definitely um so then uh we're at uh dawson's therapy appointment and he notices right away that the therapist does have a spider plant in the mm -hmm. corner which is really funny um his therapist notably played by polly perrette from ncis i don't know if you ever watched ncis but nope she like really blew up when she started playing um i think her name is yeah abby shuto i think it was um yeah. on ncis she was like the the like lab person um like techie lab person mm -hmm. um and ncis she had very like jet black hair with bangs is like her oh, look really yeah that is like that is her famous like i think that's like that's just who how she is known as jet black hair with like full very full bangs wow. and so it's really interesting to see her here with this like like platinum blonde um hair and like it's very short and the the I, I couldn't stop staring at her eyebrows because they're I so know. <laughs> so the thin. eyebrows are the worst part. Oh, this I've you I've never her. seen NCIS, but I've seen her. Yeah, everybody has seen her for sure. Um, she wears very recognizable. Pigtails. Yeah, she always has pigtails or a ponytail, and she's always drinking whatever. There's, like, this gas station that has this, like, I don't know if it's an energy drink or whatever, but she's always drinking. It's called, like, Kapow or something. I have no idea. I would have never been, like, recognized her because she looks totally different. She does. It was her face. Like, I, I you know, I've seen enough of NCIS. I definitely dropped off at a certain point, but I've seen enough of it to, to recognize her. Wow. Um, but it was just funny because he's just like, uh, oh, yeah, like, my friend, she knew you would have a spider plant. And she says, yeah, I used to have plastic ones, but I got rid of them because they made patients nervous. No one wants a therapist that can't even keep a plant alive. <laughs> That's very funny. I, I, actually, I, I don't see that being true. 
Yeah. I mean, of course. I actually, I really like this therapist, actually. This is why you go, you, you propose the question, like, why do you have to go to Boston to uh, see a therapist? Yeah. And I think this is why, like, she's actually, in my opinion, really good. Like, I think that she asked the right questions. And I think that um, I really enjoy the conversations, especially what we have uh, to compare this with, which is Jen and Dr. Frost and Andy and her therapist that we've seen. I think that this one is really good. I really liked her. Yeah, I, I really liked her as well. I thought she was like a really good match for Dawson. Um, Nowadays, I think it's different, like. I think most people in therapy probably tend to go through a few therapists before they find the one that works for them. Um, I think when we see on television, it's usually always like the first therapist you're matched with is like the perfect fit. Um, But that's not always, I just do want to shout that out that like, if someone is like considering going to therapy and like getting help, um, I do just want to say like, the if they're your first therapist, you're not connecting with them. Like you're totally cool to pick a different therapist and try something else. Like don't, don't, swear off therapy if you have like one experience with a therapist that doesn't work for you mm-hmm. um just because I think that is something that is like we're trying to disprove from tv a lot of the times or tv and movies and media mm-hmm. um but I, I I did really like his yeah. therapist and I thought and there's like, also different types of therapy so if like yeah. one type of therapy is not really working for you you can yeah. always find somebody else and try a different method of therapy and that yeah. might bode better results for you Absolutely. Um, and so, so yeah, so he's like, she gets him to open up a little bit about his life and like his dad's death. And he's basically saying like, I'm not really doing anything right now. I was in school. Like, you know, um, I'm thinking about going back. Um, and she asks like, is it something that you want to do? And Dawson says he's frozen between the past and the future. Um, there's no reason I couldn't go back. And Rachel says, yeah, but except for the panic attacks and the mom needs you and your baby sister. Um, and he's like, yeah, I guess that wasn't true. She's like, yeah, well, the brain like works in mysterious ways. Like, like, I just love her explaining to him, like everything that's happening to you is completely normal. Like when you lose someone very suddenly, your brain doesn't know how to cope with that. Right. And so like, maybe you are lying to yourself but you just don't you just don't know it it's not like you're doing this on purpose exactly yeah it's just a way of coping and trying to get through it yeah I thought that it was very interesting to see to kind of have her spin things into perspective I even like the conversation where he's like yeah like nothing is different and she's like is that true like everything is different like you graduated high school you're now a college student that didn't work out so well in california your dad passed away you have a new baby sister like now you're um the man of the house in a way and you have to take care of your mom like everything is different yeah so no wonder you're feeling the way that you are exactly and i love that we're getting Rachel, the therapist, versus like Dr. Frost, the therapist, I think they approach therapy in very different ways. Mm -hmm. Dr. Frost was very much always turning it around on Jen. And it's like, what do you think this means? What do you, how do you feel about that? Right. Whereas I feel like Rachel understands that Dawson is a bit lost right now. And so she's gently like guiding him in the right direction and like correcting 
what he's saying in terms of like, oh, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't have a lot going on. And then she's like, what, are you sure? And then he says it and she's like, see, like, that's not true. Like you have a ton going on, you know, yeah. like, and I, I appreciate, I think I like Rachel's form of therapy better than I like Dr. Mm -hmm. Frost's form of therapy. I mean, obviously I like do you said, too. I think it would work better for me, but sometimes people yeah. really need to work things out on their own. So maybe for some people, Dr. Frost would be yeah. a better method because maybe somebody would be like you know rachel dr rachel i'm sorry i'm forgetting her last name but like she is like i don't know baby yeah. too, too much or something i don't know i don't know how like somebody would think but yeah like i need yeah. somebody because i spit out a lot of nonsense for myself and sometimes i need people even people like you one of my best friends to Put things back into perspective like yeah. sometimes people that are dreamers like dawson that may or may not be pisces like and yeah they just like wind up lying to themselves or spurting out complete nonsense need other people to put them back into reality exactly um so then we're at the dumbest storyline with joey <laughs> joey the professor and a bunch of students are sitting around trying to decipher these papers um and they're trying to figure out like who this lady is writing letters to right um and like uh it's like okay what about iv like she never uses a full name there's no like not even within the letters and so they're basically just trying to figure out who it is that she could be talking to who is right. she writing this correspondence to right and that's the assignment that's what everybody has to try to figure out yeah and so again like joey just feels very inferior to all these people around her um but yeah and like and i think it's funny that later we're gonna find out like joey was like very bored by <laughs> by a lot of a lot of the letters except trying to deduce who the heck this woman was writing to um, right yeah but then we're at the restaurant and uh karen asks pc like oh do you have a date um and uh she's a lost uh, his uh the, the pre previous girl the triple word name or triple name let lady uh yeah. melanie She's a law student, so she's a little bit too busy right now. Yeah, so that answers your question from the other week. Where did she go? Yeah, like we just – it was just like, oh, we met her one time and then boom, she's gone. And that was really strange <laughs> Exactly. I'm very distracted about like what Pacey's job is. I think that he's dehydrating orange slices. Um, and then – but also then there's like this like reddish like raspberry sludge and he's like – doing something in there and then he's like mixing something in a bowl i'm just very curious what the directive was for joshua jackson in the kitchen <laughs> just mush some food around <laughs> like okay first you have to dehydrate these orange slices then you have to play with red sludge then you have to mix stuff in a bowl it's like okay like look make yeah. look, make yourself look busy like that's what i do every single time i go to work i just make myself look busy yeah I mean, it th that does feel like what he's doing because the focus is really on the conversation between the two of them where, like, Pacey is just like, you know what? I haven't seen your boyfriend. I've heard a lot about him, but I've never seen him. And um, he's like, is he coming tomorrow night? And Karen says no. And, uh, and yeah, like, Karen's like, he has a really big schedule. Uh, you know, he's, he's so busy. And Pacey calls her out about the sailboat, about Danny, which, like, were you surprised? I feel like this has kind of been, like, the timing makes sense yeah no i i think that pacey like doesn't really have time for bullshit yeah 
uh and um and he's even is very upset he's like i was i was sympathetic towards you because of all of this but like you know what like n- now what you're doing is like really wrong like i had to look at his wife in the eyes and lie um and karen says that like you know what this is the real life and sometimes there's shit that goes down and like she insinuates that there's like aspects of this that he doesn't know about and it's more complicated than he's like saying right yeah um and that he should just stay out of it and like how do you feel about this like uh should pacey just stay out of it i really don't fucking care um but i mean honestly I think that, uh, yeah, like, I kind of feel like it's none of Pacey's business in a way. I think the only thing that is um, Pacey's business to an extent is, like, the fact that Danny is Karen's boss. And so, like. But how is that still his business? I think that. It's more of just, like, an HR (laughs) But he's not HR. No, he's not. I I think the thing is, I think the problem right now with this storyline is none of this is happening to Pacey. Like, right. none of this is Pacey's problem. It's yeah. two characters that are brand new to us that, like, no offense, we don't really care about. Like, that is happening to, and Pacey is, like, on the sidelines. So why should we care? I uh, Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I think that Pacey is kind of making it his issue. Yeah. Which is, I don't know, maybe not unlike Pacey. But I also think that... Um. I don't know. Like, does Pacey care? Because it's, I think what's more interesting is like, why does Pacey care? Does Pacey care because he really looked up to Danny and he thought Danny is a mentor? And it's kind of like one of those things like, never get to know the people that you idolize because they're never as good as you envision them to be. Or is it because he has a crush on Karen and like the fact that Danny and her are having this like, secret relationship relationship means that he's not able to make the move on Karen like why is it interesting to Pacey is because is it because I mean he's acting like he's like the morals police like oh yeah I don't approve of anybody cheating on anybody which I guess is well actually Pacey does hate cheaters is this a trigger for Pacey because it reminds him that Andy cheated on him Honestly, I think mm-hmm. it's kind of all of the above. Okay. I think I think it's like PC is being the morals police and he's also upset because like he feels like Danny manipulated him and I think he's also like I think the biggest portion personally is that he viewed Danny as a mentor and mm-hmm. Danny has now done something that he doesn't agree with and I think yeah. that that really bothers him because he thought Oh, you're going to, you're going to be like my mentor. Now I see you as an older version of me. And so then in his head, he's like, Oh shit. Is that who I am? Would I do that to my wife? Um, right. And I think that is the biggest issue but we for know him. He, he wouldn't because he never felt more betrayed than like when Andy. Oh yeah. Yeah. So no, he would he never. Wouldn't. Yeah. Um, Dawson is back in Cape side and his mom is asking him like how therapy went um, and he's like, oh, it's fine. Like, you know, uh, she doesn't really have any opinions on USC. And this is when the attorney gets there. And we yes. find out that um, in the in the will, like in the living trust, um, Dawson and Gail are listed as recipients. But uh, Mitch had never filed to include Lily in this. Yeah. And like, my opinion on this is 
who gives a flying fuck okay. because well, the two uh, yeah. of you could give her the money. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, you understand it's, a it's a technicality. And I don't even blame Mitch because truth be told, like sometimes you just don't get around to these things. And Lily was young. Time. This is not she was, Lily is 10. Lily is like a one, not even. No, she's months old. Like you just don't get yeah. to it. You don't think about it. Like, it's not like he was diagnosed yeah. with cancer and exactly. he had time to really think hey like i really should make these arrangements it's not like right. you don't you don't um give birth to a baby and then the next day go to your lawyer like you well, just don't exactly. think about this stuff when you have a newborn he yeah. was young he was healthy there's no reason for him to put the rush on this so um once again if you want to say like yeah like this storyline's a little dumb however what i do want to point out is one thing that we've always spoken about on this podcast is how people put people who pass away loved ones who pass away on a pedestal yeah and you tend to think of them as they're perfect they were amazing people but then um there's no room when you do that for them to be like to be realistic and be like wait a minute like they really screwed this up or like i am mad that they didn't do x y and z or i'm mad at them that you know that they did whatever or they said whatever and i think it's interesting once again talking about what's interesting is that dawson is now spending time in this episode trying to deal with the fact that there is a lot of things left unsaid since his dad passed away and they're mid-argument and um he mitch was human he was disorganized and he didn't mm -hmm. take care of things as fast as he could have and it's kind of like dealing with that that's all very interesting now once again is that fun no it's not fun i think the problem for me is we can get to that result of dawson trying to like not be angry at his dad when he really wants to be we could totally get that result without this being the storyline that gets us there because in my mind i'm like what a dumb storyline like who cares like as gail didn't die gail can give her money to lily like you know yeah. it's it's all very sure. it's all very like this is the reason they did that storyline was to get to that place and i'm saying we could have had a more interesting storyline to get to that place i suppose i guess but, like i they couldn't really i don't know what like that would have looked like but i'm not there's a other storylines yeah yeah. Um, but then we have like Joey talking to uh, Professor Wilder again, and like he's like, So you think that all her letters are uninteresting? <laughs> and she's like, Yeah, like she's so stiff and blah blah blah. Um, and uh, and so yeah, it's like it's interesting because they get to the point where they're talking about like, Oh, maybe she wrote them to a teacher or a mentor, she was only mm -hmm. 18 or 19 when she wrote these. Um, and Joey thinks they were sent to a friend. And they're like, they're again, they're going back and forth about this. And Joey says, like, she's like pouring her heart out in these letters. Um, but like again, they're they're talking about like, oh, you can't, you don't think someone can be friends and lovers. And Joey's just like, not at 18. Because we know Joey is not capable of that. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> it always turns romantic for Joey. Um That's true. And again, they're like, I don't know, this whole conversation just bored me because I don't give a shit about Rose Lazare. Why would I give a shit about her? Like I don't know. I mean, you're you're right. Once again, 
if the in theory it's interesting but not for the general um audience yeah and it's like i can't tell if they're like trying to hint at us that like wilder is helping joey because he's interested in her because again she asks like i'm young like i'm way younger than any of the other students in this group like why are you helping me and Mm -hmm. he says oh i just like an underdog which again i don't know if we're supposed to believe that or not but regardless i also kind of don't care unless they're gonna get in a relationship to which i would be like very disappointed but like i just don't what is the point of this um i i think i'm going through to my theory the fact that he's giving her the time of day is not necessarily because he likes her, but it will indicate that she's developing a crush on him. Okay. And there's the scene at the end where Audrey's talking about it and Audrey, um, and, and um, excuse me. And Joey has her little head rested on the pillow. And then she starts smiling about professor Wilder as Audrey talks about it. Yeah. And I think that's an indication that Joey's developing a crush on her professor. Again, I just think we could have had a more interesting storyline to develop that further. Like, uh, if yeah. that's what they want to do and they want to have her, like, start to like this professor, whatever. It totally happens all the time. But, like, give me a more interesting storyline to go with it. Like, good God. I don't care about Rose Lazare. <laughs> it's, um, ve- it's very, very true. I, um, I totally agree with you on that one. Yeah. So Dawson is like scouring the house. Like, no, okay, I I have I totally understand Dawson in this moment. When you can't find something you're looking for is the most infuriating process. But he's tearing his house apart, looking for these papers. And Gail's yeah. just like, I thought you were like done looking. And he's like, Yeah, but I can't stop. And Dawson or uh, Gail says what we are saying. Like, it's a technicality, like everything is fine. But Dawson's just like, it has to be here somewhere. Um, and it turns out that it was that the, okay, this is again, I wish it just wasn't there. I think that makes much more sense for the story. But Gail is saying, no, it was in his like Stephen King novel, but it wasn't signed. It's so like he started to he write had the Lily paperwork. Yeah, but he didn't sign it. Forge the signature. That's what I'm saying, Sarah. This is why this storyline is so fucking dumb. Who would you, know? First of all, you know your husband's signature. Second of all, who the fuck would know the difference? They're going to test the ink and be like, oh, this was signed yesterday. <laughs> no, they're going to be like, this is his fucking wants and needs. And he obviously that was his intention. This storyline is so fucking stupid. Like, I know, again, I know, why? I know. Like, he, here's I my mean, thing. We know why, but yeah, I guess it's just like it's just, uninteresting writing as to why they're... It's just storyline in five different ways and make it more interesting. You could have them forge the signature. Okay, that's kind of stupid, but at least it's more interesting. <laughs> you could have the papers not exist at all, which makes more sense. You could have a whole different entire storyline where Dawson is romanticizing his, like, Mitch... And turns out, like, no, he did some shitty stuff. Like, this is all so uninteresting. Who the fuck cares about lawyer paperwork? No one. Especially yeah. not teenagers that are watching the show. I know. I know. I don't know who oh. they're writing for in this episode. To be I honest. don't know. Because we're adults and we really are thinking it's stupid and boring. So who knows? Uh, yeah. Eight-year-olds? Are the Grams of the world watching this? <laughs> yeah. They're the ones that are interested in some old bat writing in her diary yeah. in, from 1917. And I guess they're the ones that are more interested in... Uh, will and testament documents no one cares i'll Um, read you my will what do you want i'll give you one thing um of all the things i own what do you want i want 
you have a lot of very nice decor i do um i want something like one of your decor items mm-hmm. do you want the 800 hundred dollar vase i really don't i don't even remember oh. i don't even know what it looks like okay <laughs> not a vase because i'm not gonna do anything with that um okay. i don't know do you have like a, a cool looking rock or something like a like a one with like the gems on the inside do you have something like that maybe not i yeah i, I do i have a few i feel like i, rec- like I remember that all yeah, right you can have i will bestow upon you my entire yeah. crystal collection how about that Ooh, a crisp you have a collection i don't want the whole collection that seems like it's not much. that much it's not that much okay now it feels like i'm being like one of those weird people who's like oh i need my salt crystal to keep me regular or whatever the hell people do <sighs> all right then i'll just give you my best one okay um Anyway, back to the boring storyline of Joey. She goes to the library to research more on this Rose Lazare lady. You look at a yearbook because apparently she had like a roommate. Turns out this other girl, Cassandra, yeah. is already there doing it. Have I um, talked to you about how like the one time I like got myself into this position where I had to go to this like town, like local, like history of a town like party and it was so boring because i didn't know anybody there so then i went to they had these like stacks of old uh yearbooks and i uh-huh. spent the entire like two and a half hours i was there looking through random people's yearbooks and it was very <laughs> fascinating there's this one like girl it makes a lot of sense that you would enjoy looking through random oh i yearbooks. loved it i was really infatuated with one from uh, 1979 I think it was and this girl named like Fluffy Nelson or whatever her last name was but her first name was Fluffy and she was like you are the baddest bitch that I've ever seen in my life wow. love her yeah Fluffy. she got like class like charismatic what, person okay Loved I mean her. with a name like Fluffy you gotta be charismatic right yeah she was that bitch um Cassandra's who cares like Cassandra's is like oh I want to be around Professor Wilder like what yeah. do you think? No, to be honest with you like my stories are more interesting than all this so it's so true like they're gonna work together to figure this all out yeah. because they think basically the the all you need to know is that they think that that uh whatever Rose whatever the hell her name is was writing to a friend they think she was writing letters to a friend and so they're trying to figure out who her friend was by going through yearbooks um yeah, sure on the docks Pacey gets home and Karen is there um and Karen said she wanted to apologize Mm -hmm. um and she says you got in the middle of something and she was defensive and judgmental um but uh she says you remind me of Danny and Pacey says I remind you of a guy who could cheat on his wife and we find out from Karen that when so Emily like Danny's wife had walked out on him uh, because he was working too hard at the restaurant, which is all true. Yes, um, yeah. But she, what she didn't, okay, this is straight out of Karen's mouth. What she didn't understand was that without him, civilization would have folded in six months. That must be the name of the restaurant. Because otherwise, it's it a very ridiculous. Okay, okay, if not, it's like a hyperbole, right? It's have like we so ever ridiculous. heard the name of this restaurant? I don't think so. But the thing is, is that that actually does make sense because I keep looking at the baseball caps and there's like a Roman column on it. Okay, I've been and, trying to stare at these baseball caps too and be like, why don't you have the name of your restaurant on right. there? Right. Or like, why is there like a column on your thing, like a ruin? Yes. It makes so much sense. It's the name of the restaurant is Civilization. Because without without Danny, the entire world 
child would fold in six months. That makes so much sense. We, I, okay, and if it's not called civilization, and she was just like, everything will fall apart, uh-huh. then that is just so dumb. But I it's feel hilarious. like, but also, what do you think of the restaurant being called civilization? Um, I, I mean, it feels New York to me. Like it feels like big city versus yeah, boston yeah yeah it because fe- it feels like okay one word title and it's like it doesn't give you any idea of what kind of food they serve because if you're going to like joe's pub like you know what to expect if you're going to like o'malley's pub you're like oh it's an irish pub like you know what i mean if you're going to like joe's taco shack you know what to expect when you go to civilization what the fuck does that mean that means it's going to be overpriced and you're going to get a very very small amount of food yeah, but it's a fine dining restaurant. Like nobody's exactly. going to Joe's Pub to get fine dining. I love Joe's Pub. There is no Joe's Pub, but I would love Joe's Pub. <laughs> you, you just love any pub. That's- I love a pub. I'm I love a pub food. Irish pub food is my brand. Okay. Um, I'm but positive yeah, so- there has to be a Joe's Pub. There's a Joe's <laughs> Pub in uh, Lafayette Lafayette Street in New York. Oh, there you go. So you can go there and head over there. Um, But yeah, so uh, she says that like uh, he has this infectious idealism. There's things that can work out, whatever, whatever, whatever. So the point of the story is that him and Karen got together when Emily had left him. And now Mm -hmm. they continued things after Emily and him got back together. My problem with this whole story is. Yeah. Fucking tell Emily that you dated while you were not together and either end it with Karen or end it with Emily. You can't have your cake and eat it too, Danny. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Emily actually does know what's going on? No. No, I don't. You don't? I, I, mean, I don't because, know what to do. I mean, I think that there has to be a layer of realization, especially if he's caught, like, dancing all over the place with her at parties. Yeah. I mean... I think that he's gotten away with it because he works so much. And so he's able to be like, oh, I'm working. And she's just like, I guess you're working. Even though what he's really doing is fucking Karen. So I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I I understand where Karen is coming from. I'm not trying to fault Karen um, because it's Danny who has the responsibility to to pick one woman over the other. Mm -hmm. But like or tell his wife or like there's so many things Danny could be doing that he's not. So I mostly feel bad for Karen because, like, when they got together, Emily wasn't in the picture. But now she is, and Karen is – poor Karen is, like, stuck here. But, Karen, you got to either, like, end it with Danny or, like, make him make a decision, you know? Yeah. I think, like – I mean, if I I were to speak to the Karens of the world, I would say you are more – worth more than a side chick. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know – Danny can be Danny, but you, Karen, like are worth more and you can find somebody that treats you like a priority. Uh, yeah, 100% could not agree more with what you're saying. Um, so she ends up, she leaves, that, like they have their conversation and she heads out. Um, and then we're back at uh, with Jen and Dawson at Grams's place and they're talking about his therapy. Um, Dawson is going to therapy three times a week. That's intense. It's a lot of therapy, especially, I think, for the 90s. Like, to me, it's like once a week was, like, the norm. Like, in the 90s, if you even went at all. Nowadays, I think it's more common for people to go multiple times a week if they're, like, really, really going through something and, like, really need the help. 
Um, and then usually mm-hmm. I think you kind of like pare it back a little bit over time. But yeah, three days a week is intense, especially when he's not living in Boston. Uh, that was the thing that really stuck out because it's one it, he has to travel to Boston all the time. So mm-hmm. I suppose that's a very good reason for him to move out of Cape Side and into Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this makes a lot more sense. Like you said, yeah, for him to for him to move there. Um, and uh, and Jen, again, Jen should you know what Jen really should do? Jen should go into trying to be a therapy, a therapist. She oh, should yeah, go I've into been saying like, that for a very long time. I totally agree with you because this whole conversation is so perfect. Like, again, he's not in therapy, but he's like getting therapy like four times a week when he's talking to Jen now. That's very um, true. Because she says the will isn't a big deal. Like, it's probably nothing. It's a red herring. It's a detail sent to you by the universe to throw you off track of the real culprit. And she said he just made a mistake um and uh yeah and jen notices you're afraid to get mad at him um she's and he's like why would i be afraid of that like it's not going to change anything and she says it might change you though which Mm -hmm. like so spot on like you were like you were talking about earlier sarah like it's really hard to be angry with someone who isn't around anymore because you feel like you want to treasure the time you had with them and think about the good things about them and i think like on top of that I think Dawson is not only dealing with like the grief of losing his father, but like there is anger in there as well. Like I'm angry at you for dying. I'm angry at you for leaving me. And again, obviously Mitch had no choice in the matter, but you still, those, all those feelings are so justified. Exactly. I mean, once again, they were mid fight when he passed away. Yeah. You know, I think that Dawson has like a feeling of, also being mad at himself but you know he didn't get to win the fight oh and i love what rachel says um in the next scene or in a few scenes where she goes just because you were mid-argument and he died doesn't mean that you lose the fight like i thought that that was really interesting yeah yeah um, and then we get to the best part of the episode. Um, Audrey has her her little tape. She's ready to go. She has to yeah. show. Uh, she has to show Joey. It. I love how she's showing Joey. Just like okay, like this scene is when I'm walking around and giving tours on campus. This scene is like when I'm auditioning for whatever play. Uh-huh. And then and she and then she's like, and this like this is kind of dumb, but it's like a video diary, and she's talking about her mom and how she doesn't want to become her mom but she feels like she is and it was very interesting it was so um i love that they did this and the reason i love it is because i think so we're seven episodes in to seven season five and we're still learning about audrey right like we got a lot more information about her like serious information backstory information with her mom coming to visit And I love that they're adding on to that, right? Like, it's very easy for them to just shy away from Audrey and, like, deal with other people and the characters, the existing cast. But I love that they're, like, deep diving into Audrey and being like, you know what? Audrey really has a tough relationship with her mom, but she's also terrified of turning into her because she can be bossy and loud and shameless and, like, freak people out. Um and uh, but then she says, I don't think I can change who I am, because even if I don't particularly like who I am, at least I know who that is. If I tried to change who the hell knows who I would be. Mm-hmm. And it's very serious. It's very like um, zoomed in on her on her face. Yeah, of a tight close up. 
Yeah, but it, it inspires Joey um to think more about again the stupid fucking rose letters <laughs> that no one cares about. Oh no. Yeah. Um but Joey, I do love what Joey says to to Audrey here where she says uh cuz Audrey asks like is it cheesy and vulnerable and Joey says it's you, it's the real you. The girl in the video isn't afraid to look stupid. That's the real you. And for what it's worth, I've met your mom and you're nothing like her. And yeah. so she like runs out. And again, I think Joey um She's not always like actively thinking like what she is saying matters, but to Audrey, what she is saying matters a lot. Yeah. I wish like my only wish. I, yes. I think that that is very important for Audrey to hear, especially if this is becoming like a deep seated fear within her that she's becoming her mom. Like, and we've met her mom. Her mom is incredibly selfish and self-absorbed and unkind and all the things that it is. I my only wish is that like maybe Joey didn't have to like run off uh, as Joey does best and actually spend the time to be like, let's stop down and talk about this. Yeah. I think like, <laughs> I totally agree with you because I think like Joey, um, Audrey needs you more right now than this stupid fucking Rose project does. Like, I yeah. think you need to sit down and be, or, or at least say, Audrey, like, I, I'm so sorry. I have to run right now, but let's discuss this more later. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, even give some kind of inclination that you, like, want to have a conversation with Audrey. Yeah, I just, I really do wish that, like, she was able, but, like, Joey does what Joey does, and she, like, just runs yeah. off like yeah. normal. Um, It's party time. Uh, We're going to have, or excuse me, Pacey stuck in the kitchen. Um, Danny, like, sees Karen. She's all dressed up, and he goes over, and in front of, like, everyone the whole restaurant he starts like dancing with her he dips her and not subtle at all no no and the thing is is pacey sees behind them emily his uh, danny's wife and pacey probably because of the conversation that he had had with karen the night before is like oh hey emily to like give them the heads up yeah now i just kind of feel bad for pacey because now he's put in like this middle position of like trying to cover for danny and karen and that means that his own moral compass is getting um screwed with yeah yeah exactly and so emily pulls danny aside and is like okay let's go dance and Pacey sees how upset Karen is. And Karen's like, oh, you probably called her. And he's like, no, Karen, get not. a fucking life. Yeah. Um, and, like, the thing is that really pisses me off is, like, Danny is just, like, smitten as the kitten with Emily in front of Karen. And I'm like, gosh, like, it'd be different if – I know – It'd be different if Danny was super unhappy with Emily, but they don't look unhappy in this moment. And like, gosh, that's really hard for Karen, even though Karen is sleeping with a married man again. It, it, it's complicated. Yeah, it is very complicated yeah. when uh, a man, I guess, has feelings for two women at the same time and is uh, in, in developing those relationships simultaneously. Yeah. It puts everybody and, in a bad position. And Pacey's trying to say to her, because he's been in not not a similar position, but the whole thing with, like, Joey and Dawson and everything, I think it kind of reminds him of that, where he's just like, this is all going to blow up. Like, it's all going to end badly for everybody. Um, Like, that's that's what is happening right now. Yeah. Um, but she's, like, upset, and she walks away. Um, yeah. Dawson is back in therapy, 
and uh and he's telling his therapist about the whole situation with the will um and Dawson is saying like yeah I'm mad at my father but I can't be mad at him and Rachel's like absolutely you can wasn't your father mad at you you told you told me that like he had bought you a plane ticket and you gave him back you gave it back to him um and Dawson is like again romanticizing his father and saying like yeah but he wanted me to go back to USC and he had his reasons and Rachel again I love this moment with Rachel where she says yes and maybe he was wrong like mm. maybe if he was here you could have talked it through and find out what his reasons were but just because he died doesn't mean he gets to win the argument and I love yeah. that I thought that was absolutely perfect yeah I really liked it as well I I, I really do think it's interesting mm. what they're uncovering in these sessions yeah and uh and rachel is saying like um you get to decide what you do now like you get to decide what you want to do with your own life uh and dawson says what if i don't know and it's like rachel's just like that's fine but i think you do know yeah. like i think you do know exactly what you want and you just don't want to do it because you're afraid of like dishonoring your father's memory essentially. or making him disappointed because like yeah. the last one the last things that mitch said to dawson was like you're essentially disappointing me yeah exactly um really loved this i i really like rachel as a, a therapist as like a, a side character we just right don't now. like her eyebrows really hate her eyebrows i don't blame her i blame the 90s they yeah. did it to a lot of us especially in comparison to dawson's eyebrows when they're like so, so thick and bushy yeah and then you're going tight close up back and forth and you're just like staring at everybody's eyebrows it's very distracting well, and she has like platinum blonde hair with dark roots and her eyebrows yeah. are like black so they really stand out yeah um it's painful Back at the party, Pacey has this wonderful idea to go up to Karen, who is looking absolutely miserable at the bar, and be like, and decide to do this bit where they're going to be different people. Mm -hmm. um, my problem with this is, Pacey, why are you going to bring her on the dance floor to be even closer to Danny and his wife who are dancing? Bring her outside and then yes. dance outside. Yes, go have fun. You know what I mean? Like, go do something else. Don't yeah. get closer to Danny and his wife. So I guess Pacey's made all the crepes that he needed to make, and now he has the night off. It seems like it. It seems like he's done working, and now they get to, get to like, dance. Because he has a tie. I guess. And Pacey, Pacey's whole role this season so far is stopping women from um, making a scene. Making a <laughs> Yeah. Well, he didn't stop Jen, but he did the first time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, like, he's very much a supporting character. Yeah. Yeah. In these first seven episodes. Yeah. This is dull. This is boring. I don't care about Danny. I don't care about Karen. I don't care about this restaurant. Put Pacey back on a boat where he belongs. Yeah. We want boat Pacey. Boat Pacey's the best Pacey. Um, so, yeah. So then uh, Joey is late to this whole Rose party. Um again so stupid everyone has these like theories of what was going on um and uh it's like oh it's a close friend or whatever like it's a, it's someone she was in love with um they had to be a writer blah 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 and joey's theory is no she was writing to herself they were a journal or a diary or a confessional there's no envelopes there's no small talk like it all feels like this would be a diary yeah um, everyone is super impressed with joey yeah they why didn't we think of it ourselves sure okay have you ever journaled are you a journaler i've always tr i've tried to journal so many times i'm just not yeah. a journaler no i can't yeah. do it i can't it's bring very, myself to like 
care to write down all my thoughts. Yeah, it's hard. I have I not an active journaler by try. I've been doing, I think I told you it's called the five minute journal. Yeah. And it's essentially a a, a gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. And like it it gives you prompts. Like it, it's like list three things that you're grateful for. Um, list three things that would make today a great day. And then it's like it has a prompt where it says, like, I am blank. Uh-huh. And then at the end of the day, you're supposed to like reflect on three things that was good that happened today and then one thing that would have made today better and i do this kind of consistently like not as i don't you're supposed to do it every day and i noticed that when i do it it improves my mood because it's kind of like i don't know it's it's gratitude is like really hard for me because like a lot of the times i'm focused on more negative aspects of my life Mm-hmm. But putting things in perspective, it's like even small things like I'm ha- like, t- you know, I'm grateful for my Monstera growing a new leaf. I'm grateful for Jessica Sterling for being a supportive co-host. I'm mm-hmm. grateful for my dogs who give me love, like things like that and like little things that happen, you know, make or like even like for things like three great things that happened today. Like I got a Starbucks coffee, like it's small, but it makes you realize that, like, even, like, a bad day has some good things in it. So, yeah, yeah that you can find the five-minute journal on Amazon.com slash shit90spod. <laughs> you, you can't. Can you imagine can't. we had our own storefront? We um, could. We could. We could. We very much we could. We can have, own. like, a registry. You know, people do that all the time. <laughs> They're like, oh, check out our Amazon storefront and send us, like – I don't know. Heatless curlers. Heatless curlers. Anything. I don't want heatless curlers. Anything. Um after this whole meeting. You can ask um, for tissues. I always need more tissues. I actually yeah. accidentally bought two uh things of tissues recently, so we have a shit ton of tissues now. Um Okay. Well you could have more on our Amazon storefront. <laughs> Amazon.com slash shit and I need spot. Uh, you, know you know what? We should we should take a break for our sponsors at this moment. Oh yeah, we should. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. Okay. After the party, uh it seems like Joey is helping the professor clean up. Like she stayed back to do this. Uh, and they start talking about like Kafka and like his fiance or whatever the hell. And he basically just tells her like, no, I thought your idea was like the best idea that I've heard so far. Um, and, uh, and he says that like most people, when they get to college, feel really insecure. Um, and they try to like race to catch up to everybody else and pretend to like know things instead of taking the time to learn things um and uh and he knows that joey was feeling like very insecure about being like the youngest person on this project um and uh and she asks like again i don't this whole conversation is a little too school focused for me like i don't really care about the content of what they're saying to me all we need to know about this scene is that they're getting closer yeah very much so like otherwise who cares um i don't yeah none of what he's saying is anything i should care about um jen's on the radio this is wcw uh jen linley uh she has a dedication of her own tonight a very old friend who's seen me at my best and at my worst in one night 
at Mercer Pond got a pretty good view of me and nothing at all. Woo! And we get and, like the REM's night swimming is playing and we get mm. the flashback. Yeah. And then simultaneously Dawson's in his car listening to Jen's radio show. Yeah. And chuckling to himself. Yeah. So I don't know, like, I guess maybe this is the time to ask the question of like, are we supposed to be like, okay, who cares about Dawson and Joey? We want Dawson and Jen now, and we want Joey and Professor Wilder. Like, are we supposed to be feeling that? Is that what they're trying to set up here? I will say that Dawson Leary is still a virgin, an 18-year-old virgin. Is there any possibility in this universe that Dawson is actually going to lose his virginity to Jen Lindley? Jen Lindley was the person that he was first interested in in episode one of Dawson's Creek. Are there people out there back in 2000 that were like, hey, actually, I'm a Jen and Dawson shipper and I want that to happen. Is that what we're leaning towards? It seems like the show may be leaning in that direction. It's like, but it's so subtle. Jen will be a a very gentle lover. (laughs) Remember the ice cream bit? Do you remember the ice cream? Exactly. You have to lick it just enough so it doesn't drip all over your hand, but you can't eat it too quickly. So patient with Dawson. And I think she would be so, so gentle with Joey and Dawson would be like, very like teeth clashing clunky that's what i would very clunky clunky i think like jen could teach dawson a thing or two oh my god can you imagine if it was um joey and dawson and she was like that's not how pacey did it (laughs) (laughs) or she gets done with dawson she's like that was nice and then dawson does be like an agreement it could be like jen i feel closest to you right now like Will you take my virginity? I don't want to you, do an 18-year-old uh, lover anymore. Or an 18-year-old virgin anymore. I don't know. Like, maybe, like, that's what it could be. And, like, she'd be like, I would be honored. What a gross conversation to have with someone. Would you do me the honor of taking my virginity? <laughs> I mean, what to be honest combo. With you, Dawson doesn't have the mental capacity to be in a relationship or to be in love right now. But he has needs as well. Yeah yeah i i mean i'm full into this <laughs> well we'll like, see what happens when is it gonna happen it's gonna happen in like the very last it's episode forever. of the whole entire i've been waiting for this for like a hundred seasons like when is it gonna happen it has yeah, to happen this five season seasons in. he put the kibosh on him and joey joey's gonna like crush on professor wilder i think we're leaning into a projected jen and dawson um sexual encounter Okay. That's my prediction. Put it All in right. the books. Um is it in the books? It's in the books. Okay, thank you. Um meanwhile, Audrey and Joey are going to bed. Yeah, um, more blanket and- acting, my favorites. Blanket acting. And we're they're like talking about Professor Wilder being impressed. Um and she was like, "Joey, you said you were there after everyone else left." And Joey being the worst, like Audrey is trying to give us what we want. Audrey is doing her darndest to make the audience happy. And Joey's just like, Andre, shut up. It's like, oh. And she Whatever. does smirk at the end. But yeah, she's still. smirking because she's thinking about Professor Wilder. Hot professor. He's so cute. Crush, crush, crush. Yeah. And she's all smiley at the end of it. Yeah. Um, Pacey arrives at Karen's house and he's visiting her. He gave her like a sample platter. I think this um, is actually just 
Doug's apartment. It definitely is Doug's <laughs> apartment. A thousand percent. They didn't even try. They didn't yeah, even try to Doug's, make it look any different. Doug's apartment's very distinct. Yeah. And it looks like Doug's apartment. It's exactly Doug's apartment. Um, and so she's all like dressed down and he's uh he's giving uh giving Food her all this from the rest of the right from yeah. uh, the leftovers from the night and she thanks him um for like everything you did tonight you didn't say i told you so um and he's like you know what i i i, I did tell you so and i don't <laughs> and karen says he kissed her right in front of me like i wasn't even there and he says public kissing is one of the traditional benefits of marriage <laughs> except if you're jessica sterling who would never kiss in public i would definitely kiss in public i just wouldn't make out in public there's a difference mm, i don't um, think i've ever seen you kiss will in public um i mean i have we haven't been we've only been together with will in public like one time no uh, so she's just like you know what i need to i need to break it off i need to move on he's not gonna leave her we're not going anywhere and uh and then of course she says something ring. so awkward she says what would i even do go out with you and like what is pacey supposed to say to that like um yeah. maybe if you want and then yeah the phone rings right after she says that and it's danny and she picks up the phone and just um excuse me and then pacey's like okay i guess i'll go now yeah all right see you later also this answering machine is definitely the answering machine we had in my house as a kid growing up yeah it's the same answering machine that like everyone pretty much had yeah it's really funny like i just saw it and i was like oh my god hey it's my answering machine from a billion years ago there she is haven't seen her in a bit yeah uh so yeah so she answers it and pacey's like yep you're just gonna go right back to him okay great yeah um dawson gets home and uh and yeah he like gail is up reading um she's like if i don't read i'll wind up only speaking baby talk um and apparently dawson won uh, this is so ridiculous sarah dawson won a film festival in hookset new hampshire because he but he never even entered this film festival you know what did his father did he wasn't very good with the details but he always believed in you like how nice. Dawson always is winning film festivals. And I'm like, <laughs> how? How? Because <laughs> nobody else applies. Truly. There's, does no one live in Hookset, New Hampshire? No one nope. else can apply for this? No. Nope, no. Nope. Dawson's oh the only God. one that's signing up for this stuff. And I, I did. What I did appreciate about this scene, though, is Dawson saying, I'm not going back to USC. And Gail just says, okay, the last thing I want you to do is go back to a school you don't like in, uh, out of some misplaced desire to honor your father's memory. And I was so happy for Gail. I was like, yes, Gail, get it, girl. Like, what excellent parenting. Very excellent parenting. I was very pleased with her. I think that she knows that Dawson wants to be on the East Coast, not only close to her, but close to his friends and she's accepting of that and she just wants him to be happy it feels like the worst thing he could do would be to go back to california alone after yeah. his father's death away yeah. from his family away from his friends and like i love that she doesn't i love that she doesn't just say things have changed like you don't need to go back there whatever whatever she says instead of saying that she says um he wasn't like your dad wasn't ready to give up on the dream but he would have you had your reasons for leaving and you would have won him over. Yeah. And like, so I, I love that. Cause she could have said things are different now. 
you know what I mean? And like made it seem like before it would have been a good idea, whereas now it's a bad idea. No, instead she's like, you would have won him over eventually. Like he knew it was your decision to make. Exactly. And I, I, and I do, I do agree with that too. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Like we've, we've seen it right at that convenience store place or grocery store, whatever, where the guy was like, your dad was so proud of you. Like he, he, you were bold and you were making a decision, but he was so proud of you. And I think that's like all the proof we need. Um, And I I just love this conversation that they have that they're like, you know, I miss him. So do I. Um, And, uh, and Gail says he couldn't make a PBJ without getting jelly in the peanut butter jar. Yeah. Um, And he would refuse to buy socks. He would just borrow mine. (laughs) Like, I love that they're able to speak about, some of the things that were like not so great about Mitch and like, yeah, like and not things that are, yeah and nothing that is like irredeemable of course yeah. but like the silly things that were like infuriating about yeah. him like imagine having someone constantly stealing your socks or someone who's so getting annoying. jelly in the peanut butter jar that would be Whip so annoying knife. what are you doing <laughs> yeah you know the rule is you always do the peanut butter first no you do the jelly first that's crazy Oh no, I always do the peanut butter first no. and then you like wipe. Here's the thing. Because Maybe- jelly's easier to wipe off the knife than peanut butter. That's crazy. Why would you do peanut butter first? Well, I guess in my opinion, it's less it's less blasphemous to get peanut butter because the jelly. Okay. No, don't put peanut butter no. in my jelly jar. Listen, listen. This is what's gonna happen though. Okay. When you have jelly on your knife, it's gonna slide right off into the peanut butter jar. If you have peanut butter on the knife, it's not sliding. It's going to stick to the knife when you put it in the jelly jar. I just disagree. I just wholeheartedly disagree. Do you wipe off the knife in between jelly and Yes, of course you do. With what? With a paper towel. What? You're wasting a paper towel just to do that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I would never. I would just wipe it on the bread. Like, because you put it on. But that's the point. That's the point. It's easier to wipe it I I do wipe it off the bread but it's easier to wipe it off the bread the jelly onto the other side of the bread where the peanut butter is going but it's harder to completely remove the peanut butter off the knife you are spot on all the things you are saying are correct I guess for me I'm always gonna peanut butter first and then I wipe the knife off as best I can on the bread and the rest of it that's on the knife is not gonna come off into the peanut butter jar because the, the jelly jar because it's so stuck onto the knife no, I well, to be fair, I don't know if I've ever tried your theory, yeah. but I'm very set in my theory. No, that's I've fine. never gotten jelly in the peanut butter jar. Also, I really, most of the time, if I'm eating jelly, it's with a peanut butter sandwich. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't really care as much if I get a little bit of peanut butter in the jar. But you put, is the only time you're using peanut butter, it's on a peanut butter sandwich too? Um necessarily like what if you do like a peanut butter and fluff i don't keep fluff in the house but theoretically like you put them you put peanut butter on apples sometimes i put peanut butter right on vanilla ice cream sometimes i give peanut butter Ooh, to the dogs sometimes oh yeah I... see I, we have a different different uh we have a oh i i, I know you do actually yeah, yeah. But jar. I think that peanut butter is a little bit more versatile. Sometimes if you're feeling a little like you need a spoonful, a spoonful if you're feeling a little famished, but you don't want to yeah. eat a full meal. Are you just having a rough day? 
yeah or yeah you um, just are having a day you just need a scoop of peanut butter but also i mean like are you pro toast i'm pro toast with not like sometimes with peanut butter but mostly I'm with not jam like toast kind of gal if i'm doing toast i'm usually doing it with like a full breakfast like i'll do like i'll make eggs and i'll do toast with that i'm not gonna do like toast on its own usually yeah all right well you know this, this is episode... the most interesting conversation we've had and it's not even about the episode um what can i say not everything not everything could be a you know number one episode no no but you know what it's fine it's fine if you want to send us feedback at shenanies pod on twitter and instagram (laughs) shenaniespod.com surprisingly no Uh, feedback about this episode yeah because no one gives a single shit about it it's all Um, good but that's okay we'll be back next week do you want to hear the title of next week's episode uh sure Hotel New Hampshire. Oh, so we have to go to the film festival that we won, right? Sounds like it. All right. Phenomenal. We love that. on the bright side, we won't be alone. Really? Who's coming? Miss Kimmy herself. Really? Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Hi, Kimmy. Oh, at least we'll be joined by Kimmy. So even if the episode sucks, that's okay because we'll have Kimmy with us. Wait, who is Dawson going to New Hampshire with? I don't know. Gail. No. Jen, it's the episode. It has to be. He's going to a hotel. I'm watching this episode right now. <laughs> While we're on the podcast. Right now. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> I have like a couple. I have to watch the Adams family because uh, in terms of bonus content, we're covering uh, the Adams family in preparation for the new Netflix series. I think it's Netflix Wednesday with our friend LT. Um, she is coming on. We're going to talk about Wednesday Adams and all the other Adams family yeah. members. So I have to finish watching that movie. There you um, go. And then there's other bonus content. Blah, blah, blah. Shit 90s pod on Twitter and Instagram. Come check us out. Yep. I'm at the Jess Sterling. Sarah's at Sarah Ferguson. Um, I have coverage for Mythic Quest over at Post Show Recaps. Community Building returns this week. Exciting stuff. Uh, Sarah, you have something else to plug. Do you want me to plug it for you? Did you forget? I am on PSR going to um, – I have a couple things going on on PSR, actually. I am going to discuss the entire season of season five, The Crown, once again with LT, and very excited to cover that. I have three more episodes of the season to watch, um, and then simultaneously I am – I mean, not simultaneously, but I'm also going to be on – um with grace and marissa and i think jason if i'm correct and we're going to be going on um we're talking about mediapedia about like sophomore slumps of seasons so exciting yeah that should be coming out in the next uh week or so awesome yeah um but yeah check us out all those places check out all of those things we'll be back next week with season five episode eight hotel new hampshire thank you all for listening have a good one everybody goodbye Just ask. Shit 90 show star.